This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Duck decoys range from $40 a dozen to $400 a dozen. On this episode, I'm going to tell you what you need to know about the cheap and the expensive ones. Hey, this is George from the New Hunter's Guide, the podcast and YouTube channel, helping new hunters get started and bringing new insights to all hunters. And today we are breaking down fancy duck decoys and what you need to know about them. The cost here for duck decoys is unbelievable, and it goes beyond $400 a dozen. If you get into custom, carved, wooden, or antique, or vintage collectible decoys you can get to paying ridiculous sums of money for little things that look like ducks all right the 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 sky is the limit we're talking today about what you can just go to the store a big box store or amazon or whatever and just readily buy and put it in your hand nothing that's custom made or old or anything else just new run-of-the-mill decoys what do you need to know about these fancy decoys do you need these fancy decoys well of course, as you might expect, there are pros and cons to the fancy decoys. But in order to talk about that, let's just start at the beginning of duck decoys. And I read an entire book about the history of duck decoys. Why? Because I had nothing else to do while my wife was shopping one day and I just let, literally sat there and read a book about the history of duck decoys. Not to bore you with any of that, but uh, people used to use all kinds of crazy stuff for duck decoys. I mean, painted milk jugs and all kinds of bottles and clay pots and 
just logs of wood that are painted ever so slightly. I mean, the stuff that people have successfully used as decoys would absolutely blow your mind. And so when you hear about $400 for some super high-end, high-brand duck decoys, what are you really getting that's better than the painted milk jug or the piece of wood? Uh, you know, what are you getting there? What matters? Why, why all this money? What do those do that the $40 decoys don't do? Well, if you start at the, at the bottom of the range and you look at the $40 decoy, you're getting, today at least, unbelievably high-quality duck decoys. The paint jobs are great. I mean, compared to 20 and 30 and 60 and 120 years ago, you're talking about unbelievable stuff on the $40 decoys. Great features, great details, really nice looking decoys. You can pick any size you want these days. You want small, medium, large, extra large, you know, whatever philosophy that, that you ascribe to for your decoy size. It's kind of a religion. I don't buy it too much. I'm more of a pragmatist uh, myself. But whatever you want, you can have for about $40 a dozen, with some exception. And so, you know, you look at those decoys and they look really good. They look like ducks. You know, what more do you want? Well, there's a couple features here. There's three main things that differentiate the cheap decoys from the expensive decoys. All right, you have the look of the decoy, right? The paint job, the molding work, uh, and whether or not there are differences between them, all right? And I'll talk more about each one of these sections. You have the look of the decoy. You have the, the quality or the durability of the decoy. There is some variance there, all right? So you got look, you've got durability, and then you have technology. And I'll talk more about that one in a bit. All right, so first you have the look. All right, so the expensive ones, they look like ducks. The cheap ones, they look like ducks. Well, there are nuanced features that you're paying all that extra money for. Better, better patterns, better color schemes, finer details. Um, does that matter to ducks? Um, I'm a cynic. I I'm just have been... For, for as long as I know, a, a bit of a cynic and a critic uh, about this stuff. And, um, you know, if you ask 10 people, you'd probably get 10 opinions. But my thought on the matter is not much. All right. Not a whole lot. Does that extra detail matter? I don't think it matters a whole lot. When milk jugs do the job, um, you know, the slightly better detail on a Avian X decoy versus a Flambeau decoy. You know what? It's, you're, it's not worth what you're paying just for that little bit of, of improved look and, and fine detail. Now, people will say and they will swear that, hey, that detail makes the difference. Do ducks see that? And... You know, they can tell the difference between, nah, guys, come on. Come on, man. I mean, let's just be realistic. 
Ducks have been coming into milk jugs ever since milk jugs were invented. Before that, they're coming in all kinds of random carved stuff that didn't look hardly anything like a duck. You know, people put a green spot on one side to make it look like a mallard. I mean, no, it's just no. I don't buy that it makes a significant difference at all. All right, you're telling me these ducks that are flying hundreds of yards away, they can see whether or not there's individual hairs painted on the head feathers of one versus the other. No, they're not. They're not. I mean, ducks can see good, but they can't see that good. They're moving. Don't forget, you know, they're flying. Uh, uh, I don't, I don't know. Uh does it make some difference? Yeah, it makes some difference. Enough difference to make it cost 10 times the price? No, just no. And and don't even try. Just let it go. It's it's just, the cheap ones look really really good these days. Unbelievably good. I have seen some entry level the cheapest decoy that Flambeau makes looks phenomenal all right if i didn't know an avian x decoy i would have never i you could have sold me that those are the best decoys ever made all right do the avian x ones look better yeah a little bit if you know what you're looking for they do all right but is that you know you you could have sold me that the flambeau decoys the first ones i ever laid eyes on were the best decoy ever made and i wouldn't have been any wiser all right they look really good you're not paying all that money for that little bit of extra paint job. You're just not. However, other things that make some difference is the molding. All right, so when you buy a set of entry-level $40 a dozen decoys, and, and just to say something, guys, you know, this will change, I'm sure, eventually. In three years from now, the situation might be different. But as of my recording this episode, all right, in in the, the summer of 2023, decoys cost the exact same today as they cost two and three years ago. I, I went online before doing this episode, just look up prices for decoys that I had bought and things that I had used, and the price was the same. All right, decoys have not gone up in price somehow. Milk has gone up in price. Cereal has gone up in price. Meat has gone up in price. All right, car tires have gone up in price. We have had ridiculous inflation in the United States in the last couple years. But duck decoys are somehow miraculously unaffected. And I have some thoughts about that and some criticism for the decoy industry in and of itself. But this is not the time or the place for that. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, but essentially what that tells me is the margins were so good that they're able to keep them the same price without, without losing enough money to matter in order to try to keep selling them in the downturn economy. And that means they could have always been cheaper and should probably still be even cheaper in a lot of situations. And so that's just, uh, mm just kind of makes me upset when I see the price of, of extremely high-end decoys and I'm like yeah but they could probably sell those at a third that price and still make money but we don't need to get into that today don't need to go there right now we're talking about the differences in the molding all right so the cheap ones all the ducks are the same they're identical you got 12 ducks maybe you got hens and drakes all right but they're all the same they look the same they're facing the same way their heads are the same you couldn't tell one decoy from the next all right, the expensive decoys, you are getting different positions, different postures. Maybe one duck is looking up. Maybe one has its head down. Maybe one turns its head sideways. Maybe the body position is a little bit different. And so as you go up in price, you know, maybe you have two different kinds in a box. Maybe you got three or four, or you got six different kinds in a box. And there are some where all 12 decoys have different poses. Does that make a big difference? No, it does not. All right. And stop watching YouTube videos where people trying to make you feel like it does because they're usually either trying to get a commission off you buying the ducks or they're in the payroll of these companies that are trying to get you to get the decoys. All right. It's just, it does not make a big difference, but it makes some difference. That extra realism makes some difference. Is it worth paying 10 times the money for? No, it is not. But it makes some difference. All right. And, and here's the thing. The, 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 the finer paint job makes some difference. The better uh, molding and the more options and the more poses make some difference. And you can probably see where this is going. Some of these things start to add up. Right now we get to the next category, which is durability. All right, durability. And the more expensive ones often boast they're foam filled or unsinkable or this or that. Well, the cheap ones have foam filled ones too. The cheap ones have so-called unsinkable ones too. And so at the end of the day, I do not think you have any more shot resistance from the expensive decoys as if then versus the cheap decoys none you shoot the decoy they're gonna sink you shoot two hollow decoys one's cheap one's expensive it's gonna take on water you shoot a foam filled cheap decoy and a foam filled expensive decoy it's gonna take on water and usually when they're boasting about how unsinkable they are they're comparing their foam filled decoy to a hollow decoy whether it's a cheap one or an expensive one, they don't they don't mention that. They don't get into those details. You know, they're just trying to lead you to think that their decoy that's expensive 
is unsinkable and it's going to last longer. And if it's a foam decoy, it will be more resistant to taking shot than a hollow decoy. But they all make a hollow and foam filled decoys at all levels. And the reason is some people value the weight reduction of the hollow decoy more than the unsinkability of the uh, of the foam filled one, right? And so I personally typically side with hollow decoys because too often I'm carrying them on my back or in a sled. And you know what? If if a dozen decoys weighs 10 pounds versus 15 pounds, that matters to me. I'm carrying in three dozen. That matters a lot more. Even if I'm only carrying six, chances are the only reason I'm carrying six decoys is if I'm walking so far into the woods that it's just too far to take a sled. And then that six decoys, every, every pound matters for me. Now, if you take your decoys in on a boat, if you take your decoys in in a truck, if, if you sled them in, but you don't have to go far, or if you leave your decoys in the blind between hunts, then none of that matters. You might as well get the foam ones, right? What, what does a couple ounces matter per decoy? It doesn't, it, it, it's no biggie. You'd rather have the decoys that are a little bit more sink resistant. But there's no difference between cheap and expensive ones here. No, no significant difference anyway. And so that's not a factor. The factor of durability that does matter is the paint. All right, so the cheaper decoys, the paint tends to chip easier, to wear off easier. The more expensive decoys are using better paint better paint process, better material prep, making sure there's better adhesion, those decoys are going to last a little longer. Not a lot longer, a little longer. No decoy lasts forever either. I mean, if nothing else, even if you pick up each decoy after a hunt and you wash it off and you put it in a, in a, in a climate-controlled case by itself on a fancy pillow, it's still going to not last forever because when it's in the water, it's in the sun, it's getting, it's got the elements, it's going to fade. Sooner or later, it's going to wear out. And now you got a couple elements here. You got the chipping and the scraping the paint off, and then you got stuff sticking to the paint. And so oftentimes, you know, these decoys are in the water. There's dissolved materials in the water, dirt, sediment. Uh, sometimes you can see it, sometimes you can't. But the decoys are in that water. They get that stuff on them. Eventually, it builds up like a film. You know, maybe the first couple days, you can just wipe it off. But eventually, it builds up to be something you've got to scrub. All right? And so, and eventually, it, it will sort of bake itself into the decoy. And, and it just can't come out anymore. You might say, well, George, after every hunt, I scrub my decoys with dish soap and, and a hand and a sponge and I, I get every nook and cranny and make sure that they are perfectly clean. And uh, no, you don't. You don't. Unless you only have two decoys and uh, nothing else to do, you don't. If you got two dozen decoys, that's not happening. You're just not doing it. And plus, if you do that, you're going to wear the paint off faster by washing them with soap and a brush or a sponge or whatever after every hunt. 
All right, you do need to wash them and clean them and brush them probably occasionally, you know, once a season, twice a season maybe, or just once at the end of the season uh, to, to expand, get the maximum lifetime out of them. But if you do that after every hunt, you're going to just wash the paint off. You're just going to wear them out. That, that's good. You're going to do worse. And so uh, the better decoys, you've got paint that is less likely to chip and you got paint that's a little bit more resistant to the sediment and to the dirtying process of what's going to happen. So they will last a little longer before needing to be repainted or replaced. And uh, that's a pro. That's a press. Ah, excuse me. That's a pro. It's a plus. And so you have that extra longevity. That makes a difference. Does it make a big difference? Uh, you know, I don't think it makes a big difference. Um, it though, it, it all depends on how you measure it. If the cheap decoys will last you for two or three seasons, the expensive ones might last you three or four seasons at the same level of wear and tear. Could be a little more. Could be, but it depends. If you put your decoys in a slotted bag, they're going to last longer than if you just haul them around loose in decoy bags. How you treat them makes the difference. How often you hunt makes a big difference. How long they're in the sun and in the water, it all adds up. Those hours are ticking away. Nothing lasts forever. Now, you can, you can repaint decoys, but most of us can't. You can recondition decoys, but most of us aren't going to. And for the cost of doing it, you know, eh, yeah, it's cheaper than buying new ones, but your time, your energy, the, the, the materials that go into it, it's not some huge obvious win even to do that. All right. Uh, a washing once a season is probably all most people are ever going to hope towards doing. And so you will get a little bit longer lifespan for the paint out of the expensive decoys. Now, the last one, number three here, you have the technology. And this is interesting. It's not immediately apparent, but the cheap decoys are painted. They look nice. The expensive decoys are often painted with special paints that maybe have some UV iridescence. All right, so you look at them, and to you, it looks like, you know, fine. But at, at the ultraviolet level, and ducks can see some into the ultraviolet level more than we can. They've got bigger spectrum of vision. Uh, what they're able to see is going to have a little bit more realism. They're going to be a little bit more noticeable. And so that can make some difference, all right? Especially a low light is when that tends to be the most early in the morning or just before the sun goes down. You know, you got your lower light levels. Those, those, that frame of light and that effect is more pronounced under those conditions. And so, you know, you usually have more or better paint technology with the more expensive decoys. Not always, not always. You want to make you want to check and, and read into whatever you're buying, see what they're doing there. But that's something that often the expensive ones are going to boast, and, and it's something they're gonna try to hang their hat on. Does it matter? It matters a little bit. All right. And so you, you take all these different things into consideration, okay? From you know, you you you've got a little bit more realism. 
you've got different poses, you've got a little bit more durability, you've got a little bit better technology. All these things sort of add up. Are the expensive ones 10 times better than the cheap ones? No. Even if you add up everything, no. They are not 10 times better than the cheap ones. But they are some better. And so the way it works, and this is pretty much like anything else, uh, typically you get about 80% out of the, of the value of something for 20% of the cost. All right, this is just a rule of thumb. You get 80% of the value for 20% of the cost. If you want more value, well, now you got to pay more, and it becomes a lot more. So you look at the price of, say, bismuth ammo versus steel ammo. Uh, in general, bismuth costs about double. But you've got high-grade steel ammo, and then... You know, it's really only more like uh, 20% more in, in some categories, right? So if you got, take your, take your Black Cloud, all right, Federal Premium Black Cloud. I bought a box of that just uh, a little bit ago to do some test videos. And so the Black Cloud was about $40 a box um, for, what was it? 25 shells. Well, you get some Boss Copper Plated Bismuth. And I think uh, on the same day, I was checking prices, I think the same day, you could get a box of Boss of, um, I think it was a box of 20 for $38. All right, so it's, yeah, it's 20 versus 25. So the Boss costs a little bit more per shell, but it's not much more. It's a little bit more. Now you compare that to your cheap entry-level steel and your bismuth costs about twice as much. Do you get double the performance? No, you don't get double the performance. You get about 30 to 40% more performance versus your, your cheap steel. Um, well, you know, versus steel in general. And so you're paying more than the performance you're getting. You go from bismuth to tungsten. Now you go from paying $2 a shell to paying... Um, you know, these days you can get some of the cheaper TSS lows with one ounce for more like $8 a shell. Now, is that, is the tungsten worth four times more than the boss or more than the, the bismuth in general? No, it's not four times better, but it is better. All right. It is definitely better, uh, but it's, you're paying a lot. You were, you paid double for bismuth versus steel. Now you're paying four times more for tungsten versus bismuth. And are you getting double the value or are you getting four times more the value when you step up? No, you're not, but you are getting more. And that same principle applies to anything. All right. When you're talking about decoys, the more you spend, the more you get, but you're going to spend a lot more to get a little more. There's diminishing returns. So if you want the best decoys that are out there, you got to pay drastically more than for the cheap ones. Are they 10 times better? They are not, but they are better. And so it becomes a game of economics. How much do your decoys matter to you? How big of a deal do you feel like they make? And... Part of it comes into what else do you have? What other gear do you have? What else are you using? And so where the, where the decoys companies make their money is on people that have the money 
and and reach the point where they're like, you know what? I want to have every possible conceivable advantage that I can have, right? If 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 these decoys only give me 10% more ducks that I take home, even though they cost $400, I'm willing to pay more money for that 10% better performance or 20% better performance or whatever it is. I'd like to find some way that you could quantify that because I, I don't think it's it's doable. But the point is they reach the point where they're willing to pay a lot more to, to have the best that they can have, to raise the bar so that you know the, the decoys will never be the, wink, the weak link in the chain. Ironically, what probably matters more than how much your decoys cost is how you set your decoys up, which decoys you pick, your strategy, certainly your calling, but you know those that's all different factors. You can work on every one of those separately. And of course, calls are the same way. You can pay drastically more to only get a little bit better. But you know, if you reach a point where you're like, you know what, I don't want the weak link in the chain ever to be decoys. So I want to get the best decoys you can get. I want to close that door in my mind to, you know, oh man, if I had better decoys, would those ducks have come in? And I get that. I understand that. I'm not a place in, at a place in my life where I could get the $400 a dozen decoys. Nor do I use decoys often enough at this point in my life to get the value back out of them. But I understand it. I get that. You're like, all right, you know, I'm willing to pay a lot more to get just a little bit better performance because I want to have the best performance possible in that area so I can know that was never the weak link. I got it. I get it. It makes sense. Um, you do whatever you want to do. You go to whatever level you want to go to. If you want to be the low end, the mid end, the high end, uh, it's all about where you are, what your budget is. But know this, if you go out with the $40 decoys, you are at no disadvantage. All right. You are at no disadvantage with the cheap decoys. And here's the thing. All right. They don't last as long. Sure. Whatever. You got to replace them every two years. Well, you're going to have to replace the expensive ones every three or four years. So even if you have to throw your decoys into the dumpster every two years and buy new ones, it's still going to be way cheaper than throwing away the $400 decoys every four years. All right. You're still going to come out way ahead on the cheaper decoys. And so if you go out with cheap decoys, and I usually do, you're not at any disadvantage. It's not like, oh man, those those ducks saw that we got the cheap decoys, so they're not coming. No, you're not at any significant disadvantage. Um, you know, I, I, I see both sides. I see the value of, of the more expensive ones. But the bottom line is the cheap decoys work great. They work great. And someday, you know, I hope someday I'll be able to reach the point where I can have the $400 a dozen decoys. Someday, I hope so. Um, because I don't use a lot of decoys. I typically never go out with more than 18 decoys. Almost never, because we're dragging or carrying them in. So if I had a dozen of the best decoys you could have, that would work real good for my hunting strategy. But I'm just not there. There's too many other things I want to upgrade. There's too many other competing priorities. My budget and income level are not at a point where where that is a, a amount of money that I can find 
uh, easily from from less important things or whatever. Uh, it's just it doesn't make sense right now. But someday, I hope it does, because I could see the value of closing the back door in your mind to ever thinking, well, if only my decoys were a little better. That little bit of peace of mind is probably better than anything else, right? But uh, you know, I'm just a realist, and I know my cheap decoys are going to work just fine. And so I hope this episode was helpful for you guys, give you some tools and knowledge and background and insight to be able to evaluate what's on the market and what makes sense for you. Head to the website, newhuntersguide.com. Check out the show notes for this episode as well as all the other episodes on duck hunting. Go to categories, hit duck hunting or goose hunting and just find everything that we've got on there for you. And I'd really appreciate it if you went to iTunes, left a five-star review with a comment. Why? Not because I need the positive reinforcement, but because it's the number one way to affect the podcast algorithm and get these episodes in the new in the new hands. And uh, on top of that, I would just say thank you to all of my Patreon supporters. I really appreciate your help in making the podcast and especially the YouTube videos possible. Thank you so much. Till next time, God bless you guys and go get him in the woods. <laughs>